Hey everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're here with Cass um, and she's going to be speaking about uh, empathy and vulnerability. So really, really excited to, um, to talk about that. So Cassie, what is vulnerability to you? Well, I think uh, vulnerability is the, uh, the ability to be able to accept yourself and your own story um, and acknowledge, I think there's a lot of acknowledging there, acknowledge you know, where we're at and what our weaknesses are and then being able to share that with others, being able to be vulnerable with others is really that the glue um, and the, the, the key to good relationships, um, strong connections, deep love. So there's a lot of people out there that I've noticed that, and I think I've, I've been doing some reading about the statistics and some studies and, you know, not being able to be vulnerable with ourselves first is something that many people tend to um, tend to do. They're just kind of blocking out their weaknesses or they're blocking out things from the past that they didn't like or they don't want to acknowledge. And from that place, it's really hard for us to then be empathetic with anyone else. If we can't accept our own vulnerableness and our own weaknesses, how can we then accept other people's vulnerability and weaknesses. Um, and so that's where I think it all stems from. As I'm really very passionate about this subject because of so many people I've just seen that are just really kind of closed up and, and not sharing, but not sharing for a number of reasons though too. And sometimes it has to do with us. Sometimes we, people won't share their vulnerability with us because of some, some of the things that we, we do as well. So it's quite a deep topic really. Oh, yeah, no, that's and that's so true what you're saying um, in regards to uh, you trying to um, release that vulnerability to other people because at the end of the day, I think if you can't, um, if you feel bad within yourself and you can't forgive yourself or you can't not even forgive, recognize that, you know, all of us are learning on this journey, then how could you ever then look and start forgiving other people too? So it's like, oh, well, I'm too afraid to share this because I'm so scared that they're going to judge me. But if you didn't hold judgment upon yourself, Ever, how you wouldn't you wouldn't care because you'd be like I don't really judge myself for what happened so I wouldn't really and I would never judge another person so for me I'm totally open and that's 100% but as soon as you judge yourself and you're so critical to yourself then you'll be so critical to other people as well because you think that other people are thinking that of you and it's almost like this feedback loop that you can actually just get out of by like literally just saying hey I'm, I'm I forgive myself for what's happened and I would never judge another being so if you're judging that, that's on you, you know, and that's, it's so much easier said than done <laughs> because like you said, that's what so many people um, are dealing with is actually how to soften into love and, and forgive. The, um, it's an interesting topic of saying that when we judge others, it's because we're judging ourselves. We can look at the, the things that trigger us in other people mm. and we can use that as like you said, a feedback loop. We can use that as feedback to ourselves if we are willing to accept that the things that trigger us in other people are actually what we are most likely shameful about mm -hmm. and the things that we are most likely guilty about in our own lives. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a good it's a good example. Like if you ever look at a woman who's wearing really tight pants, which has got like a huge butt, for example, and you know, I've done this, gosh, I'll turn to be vulnerable. I've probably done everything before. And but what I'm doing now though is trying to notice when I'm judgy towards others mm. and then ask myself, what is that? What what is that in me? Mm. So like if you look at someone with a huge butt but they've got really tight pants or a tight skirt and you're like, oh, don't know if they should be wearing that. Um, the question is, what is that saying about you? Yeah. Am I judging myself for how I think I look in my pants? Or am I, would I judge myself if I put on an ounce of weight or this mm. is something I haven't, um, I haven't embraced in myself yet is that it doesn't matter what I look like. I still love myself because we're judging others and go, it does matter what you look like because I'm judging you on that. So this is just a really good way that we can start to look at the triggers because I reckon we've all got them don't we? and we don't even have to um, try. If someone will say something and you'll just go, what? And you'll be really judgy about it. <laughs> and I don't know, do you do that? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for and sure. you're like, hang on, why am I judging about that? <laughs> yeah. What is it in me that makes me triggered by that and think, hmm, you shouldn't be bragging about that or why are you saying that, you know? Um, is it my lack of, is it my, my scarcity belief that I'm never the one who succeeds? And so when I see someone else's success, I kind of think they shouldn't brag about it because I don't want to hear it because I feel like I haven't got enough, you know? Mm, mm. And yeah, and so the work we do on ourselves, and I, and I think I come from a place where I've been doing tons of work on myself over the past few years is ongoing all the time, you know, and we're always going to have these little moments where we judge somebody else for something. But if we can rise above that and actually from a place of empathy mm. for ourselves and for that person, mm. be vulnerable. So, okay, I was triggered by that because of this and because of that in me that I haven't quite sorted out yet. Mm. we can then start to gloss over that with love and then try to act a different way. But accepting and being vulnerable of what those things are is the step to take to actually being able to be more empathetic to people and their choices. I mean, look, that woman in the jeans are really tight with huge bum. If she loves herself enough to wear those tight jeans, hats off to her. Mm. And from an empathetic point of view, she could be a perfect example to me to love myself more just the way I am as well. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's where, yeah, it can come back to that. You know, that's how judgment can be viewed if we try to work on ourselves. Oh, no, absolutely love it. And when you were talking, uh, two things really caught my attention. Um, firstly, when you're like, well, when I, um, uh, you have to try and find that confidence within yourself and you judge, judging others because of that. There's this um, Oprah Winfrey quote, which just really um, spurred me. In, and she was like, you become so big that your cup is full. It's so full that it's overflowing. Your cup runneth over. And if you are with people who will judge you because of your success, you shine, shine, absolutely shine and be you in your authentic self all the time. And like exactly like you're saying, sometimes it's so challenging to do that because you're like, well, if I shine, other people will judge me. If I fully um, am open, then I will get judged. But then exactly like you're saying, it's, and I sort of feel like when you're born, right let's use an analogy of, of feet you're walking and um you step into a thorn and that's an incident that's happened that's made you kind of retract mm. and then you keep walking you step into another thorn and those thorns just keep getting deeper and deeper and so each time you judge somebody it's because you have that 
your, that, that thorn within your foot. And you can choose to either take the thorn out and slowly let it soften and heal. And that's an analyzing exactly like you said, become um, recognize that, hey, you know, I should really be more confident in my own body. You slowly becoming aware of the thorn, you're taking the thorn out and that's healing. And then that would no longer affect you. And eventually you can walk and have your bare feet again and feel completely um, open to life and open to your experiences. But each one, each time that you hold that, it festers and it passes and gets disgusting. And that's more judgment, more, you know, and it can rot your whole foot and you'll become super cynical and hate everyone. And you meet those people, they're like, you know, I hate this person and this person and this person. And um, what I used to do, I, I used to also feel really self-conscious about myself. And so I'd look at all these women and be like, oh, they're so, you know, wow, they're very, you know, outgoing or whatever it is. And I've actually... T- turn that to each time I see someone and I feel that I'm like damn wow she's so beautiful wow she's so beautiful and each time I say that I actually feel beautiful within myself it's so cool like just that verbal she's so pretty or wow look at what she's doing and you feel that within yourself rubs off empathy will rub off and vulnerability will will be contagious because I, th- I think back to, I mean, I'm a personal trainer, but I've been teaching fitness education for many, many years now. And I've also been training so many different clients that I've had a lot of interaction with different personalities. But particularly, and my clients always shared so much with me. Like I've got some hilarious stories of the, the depth of stuff they've shared with me. <laughs> and sometimes I've been in cackling, like, you know, heaps of laughter because, yeah, the stuff that comes up. And I look back even at the students that I've taught. Now, a student would look to me as some sort of a bit of an authority, more knowledge than they've got. But I, I, I always tried really hard to never make them feel like they were less than, mm. that I was superior. <clears throat> I just helped them understand that I have more knowledge in this area, mm. but you can impart your knowledge to me in your area of expertise. So when we can help people that we come into connection with uh, feel like they're on the same level as us Mm. rather than thinking too much of ourselves Mm. um, or, you know, pretending that anybody in the world doesn't have something that they can share with us that we can learn from Mm. that makes, that helps people feel like they're on an even keel with you because you've been vulnerable with them and said, I don't know much about what you know about how about you tell me about that? And they're like, you're a teacher that knows everything on the subject I'm here to learn about. And you're saying that you feel like we're equal. That actually breaks down so many barriers. And these students come to me after class and they're telling me all their deep, dark secrets and stories. I've never told anyone this before. And I actually believe them because like, why me? (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, why? But what happens when you actually prove to somebody that you're worthy of them being vulnerable with you? they will then open up because they feel safe. Mm. In a lot of uh, relationships even, what you find is that if you don't feel safe, like that person deserves your vulnerability, then that's when humans all start to clam up. And just like you said, when you've stepped on a thorn, Mm. you then only ever wear shoes, but you'll Mm. still go out. And then something else might happen. Then you might stop going out. And then something else might happen and you start to just, clam up and clam up and shut down and then find yourself never doing anything Mm. you know um and so what I'm trying to say here is that exactly what you said 
it's really important that we can, where was I going with that little story? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just going back to if we can make people feel like they're valuable and worthy, then they have the opportunity to be vulnerable and, and, and open up those wounds and, and let them heal because we're someone that they can actually trust. Mm. And that's when we can start to help each other with our power because mm. we, we all have the power to help somebody else and everybody else has the power to help us somehow. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. You don't know when and where either. You know, um, years down the track, you can you can look back on a relationship and go, I, now I realise how that person helped me, you know, and if they just kind of cultivate that 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 culture of acceptance, mm. then people will always come back to you with opportunities that you never imagined possible mm. because they felt like you're really genuine, you're willing to kind of open up to them. Mm. And like you're saying, we, if one person starts to... Um, give the other person an opportunity to um, show their authentic self when they start feeling comfortable with that, then they would say, okay, cool. Well now I feel comfortable in showing my authentic self more often. And then I will allow other people to show their authentic selves. And then other, so it almost becomes a domino effect where when one person starts to shine and truly see another as one. So see another with agape love of there is no separation between you and I. We are one. If I have made so many mistakes in my life and you have too, and that's totally fine. And I'm here to understand that with an open heart. And then you go, oh, I feel that. Wow. You know, like, that's awesome. And then you feel that. And yeah, I, I really believe, and, and this, I mean, maybe you can go into a little sidestep, but this is almost like raising your vibration where as soon as you are raising your vibration to that of love, you raise all of those who are in your presence of that vibration of love because they are feeling that, sense of connection that sense of i can trust and it's okay mm. um and then it could be the ripple effect too is as soon as you have some person that is very judgmental and, and brings you down other people could be drawn into that um but then it's having to once again stay true to who you are always coming back and saying i am enough this is enough i am okay um and everyone around else around me is too because we are all one mm. Yeah, there's some there's some people we need to protect ourselves from. You've probably come across them yourselves and yourself, and you sort of get the feeling that they're not willing to share their vulnerability, and so therefore you don't want to give yours either. And mm. that's okay. That that's perfectly fine because everyone's in a in a different place in their mm. personal development journey. Um, but perhaps even sharing like a, a little bit of vulnerability, like you said nobody's perfect I've made mistakes hey listen to this one listen to the time when I made this crazy mistake etc and then laughing at yourself and saying it was so embarrassing but you know now I've learned from it someone else would be like wow that was interesting that she shared that I wouldn't <laughs> tell anyone about that after it happened you know but then that person will think oh me too I'm not I'm not that different to her like no matter what they what they think it's just like you said becoming just seeing eye to eye rather than anybody being up here or down there mm. um so letting people know that you're there because you never quite know who needs to share that has stepped on so many thorns mm. that they're not willing to share with anyone because they're not willing to go out the front door because they're afraid mm. that it's going to jump up and bite them showing them that you do listen and acknowledge without judgment mm. is a really um, can be something really bright and, and positive for them. 
Mm. Then they might start sharing and then that will help to break down those those barriers. It just starts with us. We can't change anyone. If someone's not if someone's judgmental and we're continually feeling judgment from them, mm. just move away. Mm. Just move away. It's okay just to not want to be around some people who are really still very naive in their emotional intelligence. Mm. You know, and we don't have to judge them either because that's just where they're at. Yep. And that but it might not be healthy for us to be around them. Mm. And so, I mean, this is a big one with family, for example, because I think, you know, you, you can pick your friends, <laughs> you can pick your friends and you can let them go or you can grab onto them, um, the ones that you love, you know, but you sometimes can't pick your family. Well, you can never pick your family. <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah. have a big believer in that your family is one of your biggest tests, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the personalities in your family are your biggest test because um, it's all about, just continuing to try to just like pour more love on there and pour more love on there and mm. forgive and love and mm. and then hopefully after a while the relationships can get better if they are strained. Mm. And I've seen that in my family too, just continuing to be the chilled out one that tries never to judge anyone. I've had a lot of judgment on me from my family, heaps. Mm. And um, sometimes people say to me, I don't know how you forgive them for what they've done. And I just said, well, coming from a place where I've tried to understand their point of view, mm. it's not my problem. Their decisions mm. aren't my problem. And the moment I take it personally means that I think I'm so important and their problems are actually, you know, something to do with me. Mm. Yeah, maybe they didn't come to my wedding. Yeah, maybe they're like, you know, judge me for this and judge me for that. But by just continuing to not judge them, they have started to accept me for who I am. Mm. And it's really cool now. And now even my daddy comes here and he's just like, that's just Cass and I don't have to be anything special anymore because I never stopped being me. Mm. And I ne never started to judge him for being him. Mm. And so that's all I could do. I couldn't change his judgment on, of me and mm. I couldn't, but, but I could change the fact that I never judged him. And so therefore he realized that it was stupid for him to keep judging me if I wasn't judging mm. him back. So I've kind of heard of people that just really do that tit for tat you judge me, I'm judging you, mm -mm, you know, um, mm. a lot of pride there mm. and lack of empathy to be able to understand where a person's coming from and not take it personally, but just realise that that's something that's probably what they're working on might just exactly. be, where, you know, where they're at. Exactly. Because once again, going back to what we first said was um, if you hold judgment towards yourself, <clears throat> you're more likely that you'll hold judgment towards another person. So it, the people who are the most um, critical towards themselves you feel they are the ones that are most critical towards other people. So he's probably, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm not 100% aware of, of, of your father, but you could imagine that he's holding a lot of judgment towards himself maybe and of I things that he that. feels is. And so the only way that he can project that and validify uh, or validate what he's saying and what he believes is by projecting it onto you and saying, well, you don't align with that. Therefore, I can feel this anger. In the meanwhile, it everything is always within you always so that's that's awesome that's so brilliant and I, I know that there would be so many people out there who really need to hear this you know and really need to hear that um it's okay to just keep true to yourself and it's okay to keep coming back and saying I need to love myself I need to love myself and I need to love all those around me and hopefully them too like your father would start to soften and see that love because that's so beautiful particularly often, family yeah they often really do I've seen it quite a lot and even if they don't, then you've done all that you can. Mm. You've done all that you can 
and it'll whatever will happen will happen mm. so if you continue just to doing your best to try and see somebody from their point of view you'll be mm. surprised though well we will we all be we are all surprised all the time when you can continue to be empathetic towards people and try and understand it from their point of view the barriers that you'll bring break down mm. will be so massive because they will like literally be blown away by the fact that you didn't take it personally because it's so rare people just take things personally all the time and even something tiny that you said that had nothing to do with them <laughs> and like I wasn't even talking about you like <laughs> about you this is about me and you took it personally like you you didn't hear what I was saying you didn't listen to it personally like <laughs> and oh that just gets hectic sometimes like <laughs> Do you know people like that? Do you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think even um, reflecting back on <laughs> saying first in my, my own life and um, in the beginning, and you still get it every now and again, but um, really growing up in your adolescence and so on, I, I really did take everything first. And I would lie in bed and I'd really think, oh, is, if, if what I said, did they really offend that person? Or I hope they're okay. And now toss and turn and I'd message them and be like, oh, you know, then the more I started to go into meditation and listen to my thoughts and how they just jump, like I'd be thinking of one thing and then would jump to something else. And then all of a sudden I'd start obsessing about something that happened five years ago. And then you realize that it's just your mind that is honestly finding a reason to keep ranting when you probably, yeah, you don't even make a dent in another person's life. They would have done something. It would have blown over their head. They would have forgotten about it. And here you are lying in bed to sleep at night wondering, oh, did I say something bad? So, yeah, that's so funny. So, yeah, once again, releasing that judgment on yourself um, yeah. and releasing them on other people. And so, and vulnerability. Um, so definitely, definitely coming back to being as vulnerable as, as you possibly can in all situations. So in regards to relationships, um, like you are mentioning earlier, how, at what point, so when you start a relationship, um, would you recommend just being your open, vulnerable, authentic self? Or, you know, a lot of people, they go on first dates and a few dates, you know, you, you obviously want to try and create a persona of, of, and everything's so exciting and you only see the one side of a person. Um, it'd be really interesting to hear your take on empathy and vulnerability, particularly in a relationship and how people can uh, learn from that um, Mm. it's a big one and I have a lot of people come to me about relationships mm. I don't know why because I, <laughs> mine, aren't, mine aren't the best <laughs> my relationships with people are pretty good but you know I'm single again and, I, <laughs> that's okay. love. and yeah. I'm totally why it's okay it's totally okay and I'm so open to love and I'm so open to you know finding my right person because this is how I think the the dating game should go. I think that what you're trying to do right here is you're trying to find a needle in a haystack, a mm. golden needle in a haystack, right? The golden needle is the person that's perfect for you. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. And there is there is someone out there that loves you for everything about you, especially if you're working on yourself and you're trying to cultivate love and acceptance and empathy and kindness and all those sorts of things like it's um sometimes there's people out there that are not really working on themselves and they are difficult to get along with you know and you can see why they might have relationship issues but when you're trying to cultivate those in yourself it's sometimes difficult to find someone who will see eye to eye with you and also have those feelings because they can often be the ones that are th taking things personally not understanding about 
acceptance and love and they're not going to suit us. You know, they're not going to suit you, but somebody else might be, you know, on their journey here and then meet someone that's their perfect golden needle, right? Mm. So I think the dating game really is about knowing what your tick boxes are, knowing what you want in somebody and then getting to know people, opening up as much as you feel intuitively like you want to with that person because dating and a relationship with someone who is your significant other is all about the chemistry and it's Mm. all about the connection and the only way you can know that is by feeling it Mm. but also working back to your tick boxes because your brain can get quite clouded when you've got all the pheromones and the infatuation and you know the the, um, rose-colored glasses on we need to combine the chemistry with our you know our um frontal lobe, which is our thinking brain, our, you know, our, our analytical one, um, and make sure that the person that we're falling for is also ticking our boxes. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For and sure. I've got a couple of girls, I've got friends, a few friends, you know, and they, they go to a relationship and then um, and it doesn't work. And you're telling me stuff that's happening in the relationship. I'm just like, what are you doing? Nah, that's not the golden needle. Get rid of him. But, you know, they stick in the relationship for too long, trying to force it to work. And, oh, we got to work on this. Now, you only, you only should have to work in a relationship after you've had kids and you've been married for three years or something like that. You know, even then, it shouldn't be that hard, should it? Mm. Like, you should want to go on date nights. You know, you should want to be together and it shouldn't, and life can get stressful, but it shouldn't be that hard, you know, that you have to work on it so much. If, you, if it's that hard, it's probably not your golden needle. I mm. say, before it gets too involved, just... Go and see if there's another golden needle. Like, go, go and find your golden needle, you know? Mm. I'd have found mm. a piece of straw that kind of shone in the sun. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's it? <laughs> well, when it comes to vulnerability, um, that has to be earned. Mm. You have to feel like that person is going to treat your, your vulnerability with respect mm. and kindness. And without judgment, otherwise you'll be stepping on a thorn. Mm. You'll be too afraid to share the next time. Mm. But again, again, you know, it's there's no point just clamming up and never, never letting those walls break down. Um, you know, you've got to be able to share a little bit for that person to feel confident that they can share too. Mm. But that's where it can't come back to like. You know, the fact that people used to share all sorts of things with me, I'm like, why are you sharing all this stuff with me? But I'm pretty sure that it was because I was sharing stuff first. <laughs> I was yeah. willing to say, yeah, there was this one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, done that before. <laughs> actually, and then even in class, I used to say, yep, like when I first started teaching anatomy, I actually didn't even know where the bones were. Like I had no idea. <laughs> I'd been PT for five years by then. They said, don't worry if you don't know anything. Like, <laughs> and then they felt better. I was like, oh, that's good, because I just thought I was dumb. Like, you <laughs> It's not quickly, you know, mm. so helping to manage your expectations and make put people at ease to know that it's okay. It's okay mm. if you're not perfect. And mm. so relationships are a tricky one, but I honestly, honestly think, I don't know, would you agree that if it's not, if it doesn't feel right from the start and it's too much like hard work, I don't know, is it really worth pushing and working on it if it's early days, you know? Mm. it's It definitely is a tricky one because like on one side it, there's so many people out there there's so many people out there but it's almost like um your subconscious mind 
automatically out of all these people like you'll have this amazing guy who messages you and you'll be like ah you know i I don't really feel that (laughs) and then you realize and that's where your internal work comes in and it's like hang on a second why am i not attracted to these people who treat me really nicely or why am i not attracted to um and then why do i go for the douchebag and then it's like okay well then what is my what am i still holding on to like what parts of my past do i feel like i need to because people are like pattern we like patterns we're habitual people so Mm. if you've experienced a certain pattern growing up chances are you will look for that certain pattern because that's your comfort zone that's like where you feel comfortable that that's what draws you or you know and then it's like okay but then that's what you're saying your logical mind is like coming back to okay self-reflection what what parts did i not did i feel uncomfortable about what parts actually weren't really nourishing and then it's like okay cool well then maybe this isn't right for me but then in, in saying that too um you know i've met people in my past who have been so zoned in specific and look I mean maybe there's something that I'm not sure but they've been so specific in exactly what they wanted that there was just you know no person met their standards because it was just so high um and so it's almost like well you when you first meet someone who knows maybe they do show those characteristics and maybe they're so afraid of judgment that they don't want to show those characteristics and once you allow you allow them to feel that love and that you know softening then their beautiful side comes out but that could be a really slippery slope because you could end up being in a relationship with someone for like five ten years or whatever it is waiting for this other side to come out in the meanwhile it's an illusion in your own head wishing that you could fix someone and you can't fix anyone you know you've got to you've got to accept them for who they are like you, you know Going back to your father, you have to accept the other person for who they are in a good, bad, and they're ugly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that, it, is, it is a bit of a tricky one. And it's, um, it's something that I think <laughs> maybe every single person <laughs> or most people deal with because we all naturally want to find a relationship. Like you naturally, you, love is something that's so infatuating. And it's not just your initial love when you meet someone, you're like, oh, you know, I mean, and that's totally amazing. But it's that, that long haul love is embedded in you it's like you know you're born and your mother fed you it's that that connection that you want that and so um yeah it's then that i think most people ask themselves is like is this the right relationship is this nourishing are my expectations too high or are my expectations too low and i'm willing to accept anything and where is that boundary for yourself and what you just said then i mean love is a fundamental need for humans mm. and it doesn't have to come from a partner necessarily we can actually find love in other areas of our life and and even loving ourselves can often be enough for some people so i did a live the other day about whatever's right for you is right for you and not comparing to the norms or what you think Mm. it's supposed to be like so if you're asking yourself am my expectations too high i don't think that's a really real valid question sometimes because it's your expectations they're yours so if you lower them are you going to be happy yeah that's that's and then you decide oh come on you know this this tick box is not met but that's okay is that going to become a festering sore later on like down the track um and if yeah so and if your expectations are too low well if you're happy to accept somebody just whatever your expectations Mm. are Mm are yours as long mm. as you know them mm. and that's why yeah. I say work out what your tick boxes are but I'm not saying that you actually have to write them down and then sit there and date and tick the boxes of course it's mm. about knowing your tick boxes are mostly your values mm. right mm. if you know what your values are in life 
and you stand and live by them, you will look for somebody else with the similar values. Mm. And I think if that person shows their values not to be similar to your really important values, it's probably not worth going down the long-term path with them mm. because that's just not going to work long-term if you've got significant value differences. And that's a good way. So that's a good way for you to then once again do self-reflection and be like, okay, well then um, how can I heal whatever's in me so that I don't attract that same person again? Because obviously there was one reason why I did attract that person, um, which meant that I was lowering my, my standards because I didn't feel good enough. And when you feel good enough and worthy enough within yourself, you attract other people who feel good enough and worthy enough of themselves as well. So that's so there's true. A lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, psychological background to people attracting others that, you know, close this door. Yeah. There's somebody grinding outside and I thought you might be able to hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of psychological backgrounds on if you're feeling like worthless yourself and like you can't love yourself, you will look for anything that will love you. Mm. And that's a, quite a big trap because then you might just fall for anyone mm. without knowing. And then another word that's a really valuable one, important one, is knowing what you what your boundaries are and where you're willing to go on a scale of a value. Mm. So once you, if, and we can do this ourselves, we can do this by journaling, um, looking on the internet and looking for like a value. Sometimes you can go through and like a big list of words. There's lots of them out there, free little tests. And, and work out which words resonate with you the most. Mm. So is it trust? Is it fun? Is it knowledge? Is it intelligence? Like there's tons of words. And when I've done these before, I used to do them around Christmas, New Year's to make sure I feel the same way because I like to set up my values for the year. Um, and just gone, oh, what do I appreciate? Do I appreciate fun over knowledge? Or, you know, and you just go, mm, fun. No, yep, fun. Yep. And then it's like, so... And you start to work out what you're, but then you think to yourself, well, how fun does the person have to be? Mm. <laughs> like, is it okay if they're a homebody? Like, is that fun to me? Or do we need to be going camping and, you know, on trips every weekend and hiking mountains? So what exactly does that look like? And then if you've got someone who thinks it's fun to go and play computer games all weekend, and my version of fun is going to the beach and going camping, your values aren't the same. Mm. Even you like to have fun like it would be difficult for you to have fun together mm. and that's a fundamental difference that I think just needs not a golden not a golden needle is it mm. Mm. so because you're going to find yourself in a few years time with that person coping by just staying at home playing computer games and, and you wanting to cope by getting out in nature and you're not aligned and then you'll find mm. yourselves you know fighting or, or, or just doing things separately and then that becomes a rift. So that's where if we understand ourselves, what do we love and then stand by our own values and work mm. out what our own boundaries are and then just find someone who has the same values. It's going to just click. Mm. It's going to be easy because mm. he's going to go or she or whoever, hey, let's go camping this weekend. I need to get out especially <laughs> you know, oh, my God, I was just thinking the same thing. I love you. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas mm. it's like, oh, let's stay home and drink beers and watch TV all weekend. And you're like, no, I need to get out to the beach and hike a mountain. Then that's just mm. going to be a real issue. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with career values. Like someone thinks mm. you work too much because you work 60 hours a week. 
you know, um, but then others will agree that that's what life's all about. So, mm, mm. yeah, I, I think that that's really important to try and find someone that's got the same outlook. Mm, Differences so can true. attract, but not too different. Like it's okay if you like different music. That's all right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like rock. Sorry. <laughs> it's just not working. <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, I know what you mean. I bonded with people over music. Like I had a group of friends that loved dance and trance music, and I love that. I love going to Stereosonic and mm. getting my trance on. And like I had a group of people that loved to do that with me. It was just so connecting. Like we just really bonded over those experiences. So. Wow, wow. Yeah, that, I suppose that's also a thing as as well as like when um because yeah, putting so much expectation on one person as well can sometimes be like daunting where if you're in an environment where you have like your family or friends and like some friends like going hiking and stuff with someone would be amazing like so amazing and then it's also like okay well if I if I enjoy playing computer games and I really like hiking maybe I could hike with my friends and play computer games with my partner but then at least you know that you have that similarity with them that like you said that drawing that part that you actually draw to one another um, and then diversifying and saying, okay, cool. Well, you know, my, my other friend loves to go shopping. <laughs> I know that I could never <laughs> drag my partner to come shopping with me. So that's cool. Um, and then luckily you get that um, different diversification from different people. And I suppose that's the most challenging thing of COVID for a lot of people is being locked inside. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't really have that diversification. So you wouldn't be able to say, okay, well, I know that this friend really likes painting. And I know that this friend really likes this. And I know that, you know, my own time I love to. Um, go walk barefoot in the forest or whatever it may be and I know that my partner really likes to drink beer and watch tv okay cool well I can and I enjoy that okay cool well then I can put that all in but then that's once again going back to like you're saying your own values and like what you hold is important Um, because a lot of people I think forget that there are so many people in the world so many and you end up being uh, with somebody for so long that doesn't respect you or or doesn't um, provide you with well, I suppose I'll provide you, but treat you with love, respect, and and being open to vulnerability. Like mm. those are huge things. To be able to share who, how you truly feel, and who yeah. you are fairly early in the relationship is a really good sign. Mm. Um, because then you feel like you can trust that person. I guess. Mm. Um, mm. at least with your feelings. I mean, unless you you know you might not be able to trust them in other areas, perhaps. But if you can trust them with your feelings, at least they're a friend. Mm. Like, you you know that you can share with but not being able to do that coming up against judgment for how you feel Mm. is a massive red flag Mm. and we have to also be careful though ourselves that when they say things to us we're not judging them first yeah so someone says something to you and like oh this is what when you did this this is how I felt you're like oh what don't be stupid why would you feel that way yeah yeah that's not empathetic and there's no safe place for them to share how they feel. So they'll stop, mm. stop sharing it. Um, and that's where the communication breakdown can happen. And that's happened in my relationships before. Mm. I definitely feel like I'm guilty of that. Um, mm. So that's where I realised I had to do a lot of work on myself to try and be more accepting of people's feelings. And I often then felt like I wasn't heard. Like, oh, so mm. I told you how I felt and you just told me I was stupid for feeling that way. But I feel that way. Mm. so we need to do something about it and discuss it but you know when did I shut them down for their feelings Mm. um and so knowing what I know from my past relationships yeah it's sad that they're over and I do miss those people at times 
it's not anyone's fault. Mm. It's just we're all in our own own personal development journey. Mm. We're all at different places. You know, we're not perfect. Stresses Mm. can also come into the factor and you just lose your mind and you lose your ability to, you know, do the right thing. And, yeah, so it's just a work in progress. We're all Mm. imperfect humans just trying to be happy in a crazy world, right? Yeah. (laughs) I, I like, I honestly believe that in different phases of your life, um, because I, I do believe that everything is an internal reflection of what is going on inside. And so you'll be in a certain phase of your life and you'll have a certain values or certain subconscious programming. And so you'll attract certain people mm. and you'll draw them in and you'll have a beautiful relationship. But then until the point where you feel, okay, well, I don't really feel that same attraction or, or I feel like we've grown both together as far as we can grow. And so then you shift and change and the other person shifts and change. And so your attraction can shift and change based on your values based on your subconscious and so on and it's almost like when I reflect back on um, a few of my relationships when I was massively into fitness and that was like my be-all end-all I attracted a guy who was massively into fitness and that was his be-all and end-all and would wake up at 6 a.m in the morning and he would be ready to go train I was like yeah (laughs) let's do this (laughs) yeah and and then until you shift and start becoming more career oriented and then all of a sudden you attract somebody who's very career oriented and you know it can it can shift and some people are so blessed and lucky that they find someone and the two of them can grow together because that's the thing is you're always growing it's just like you said you can either grow at different rates or and, and not saying one's high, but they're just different directions. Or you can grow together, and it's that that fine point which would be you know, and that that's not easy because like you're saying, you grew, you had to learn how to show your feelings. So you learned and grew within that relationship, and you evolved within that relationship, and then you started evolving um, to a different place. And that, like that's so cool because it's um, having that self awareness to grow within that relationship, and like that's such a blessing because then when the next relationship comes along, you're so much more aware and so much more open and um, you'll probably attract somebody who's the same uh, because you're at that stage of your life. Like one can only hope, but nothing's set in stone. Mm. Being able to roll with the punches and be willing to accept change and embrace change for what it is and its opportunities and potential is a good way to be these days because even with COVID and everything that's happened in the last few years, mm. not not being able to embrace change is would obviously be quite stressful and quite suffocating um, to all of us. So you know that's where being able to realise that things do change. Nothing really stays the same. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually I'm actually you know fairly proud that I've remained really good friends with my exes, like my my two ex husbands. Um, we have very amicable relationships, like extremely, like still really good friends um, and as far as you can be when, you know, people got other partners and whatnot, but it's still, it's still really good. And I think that, that definitely shows that you're on the right track to being empathetic and forgiving and loving and understanding because people who are like, you know, at loggerheads and hate their exes is because they're just really harboring that lack of forgiveness and, you know, mm. that's hurt of course, too, because people can get hurt. But mm. um, it's just nice to let that stuff go if you can, you know, mm. full moon, write it down, put it in a little balloon, float it up into the sky or something, whatever you want to do, but get rid of all that negativity because mm. it's just nice to be at peace, mm. at peace with the world, at peace with people because you never know when you might need them again. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, try not to burn your bridges too much, I reckon, in life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I suppose also when you are holding on to things that have hurt you in the past, it's almost like you're carrying on to uh, on a backpack. That's the most simple analogy. And um, like each thing, because no, we're not going to go through life without hurting anyone or being hurt by anyone. Yeah. That's, an, you know, that's never going to happen. They hurt us. Yeah, the way people are and if you're holding on to all this hurt well how do you expect people to forgive you back if you can't forgive yourself and that goes back exactly to what we were talking about in the beginning it's it's, a, it's such a, a strong um foundation in life is that vulnerability and that empathy because it just goes hand in hand to how you can pretty much deal with so many things um particularly relationships with other people and most importantly relationships with yourself and i think what you were saying earlier um when I was mentioning relationships and you're like, well, you know, at the end of the day, you can actually find that love within you. And that is the part that, you know, I've grown so much in the last three years, two years is I was really projecting on the other person to try and, um, you know, like you still, you, you obviously always want to share love because it's so beautiful to be in a space where you can share that total mm. energy, but sitting by yourself, for me, it's self-love practices of yoga meditation. And you do those practices. And each time I step on the mat, I'm like, I'm doing this to love myself and to feel just to feel love like full stop and it's like you're building this beautiful romantic relationship with yourself like i'll sit and watch sunsets and you know before i'd be like man can we get someone to come watch this with me where are you <laughs> no it's like i'll sit there and i'll be like you know i'm i'm actually just loving this relationship or you know the sunset i'm just absolutely loving the sunset and i'm loving it with myself and that's totally cool. And if you can share that with somebody, that's totally cool. And totally. if you can share that with 10 people who all want to watch this beautiful sunset, you know, wow. I totally agree. Yeah, I love time to myself. I absolutely crave it. And I think it's because I, I do like my own thoughts. Like <laughs> I said, I, I think I do, I do like myself a fair bit, which is really, really nice because, you know, there's been a lot of times in my life where I've been very loathing of myself and, and, and all the self-talk has been really negative. And um, sometimes I just get caught up in that funk and then I might go for a big walk or do something that I know I love. And I just think, what are you doing, Cass? Like, why on earth have you been telling yourself that you're not good enough and you're not this and you're not that? And I just try and pull myself up a bit. And then journaling helps too. Mm. Um, but you're right, when you meditate, it just allows your mind to clear and I like meditating to um, positive affirmations a lot of the time. Like sometimes just nothing, but sometimes positive information because it just reminds you of how you want to think about yourself mm. rather than letting the default talk mm. come back, which we probably have from our childhood, mm -hmm. probably have from our family upbringing or whatever it was. Um, it's good to know what those things are because when the self-talk starts to set in, I, I listen to a positive information and just remind myself of how I want to talk to myself. Mm. And that's, that's a big thing. Like I've had times before where somebody has really upset me or I'm starting to feel triggered and I'm mm. just not sure how I'm going to react and I'll walk away and I'll go and have a shower mm. or I'll go for a walk to say, right now, I can't do this. I'm going to go for a walk. Mm. And then after I've thought about how I want to respond, mm. then I come back and respond. Mm. And that totally can apply with kids, partners, like people that... Yeah, and I often come back and will be so much calmer and so much nicer and so much more accepting and loving of that person, like thinking about, all right, how would they feel and why are my feelings like this and um, how can I put my feelings aside so that this situation stays good? Mm. 
and just trying to choose how you're going to feel is a really, really um, a good way to sort of rise above the situation and not say and do something that you might regret because often mm. you can't take those things back. Yeah. Um, and having that love for the other person, as much as they might have upset you, is quite a humble way to view things and it takes a lot of work. Mm. Um, but looking back, those situations have ended way better when I just took a bit of leave. Taking a shower is a really big one for me. I think it almost washes away. Do you ever do that? Mm. Just in the shower is a place where no one comes. You can just think and you're almost like, just wash away all that. But I'm a Sagittarian. I'm a, um, a spire sign and water <laughs> is my equal opposite. Yeah, and so oh, cool. water always turns me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just knowing what you can do in those situations, I think it's so mm. valuable. Just really oh, for sure. Because I do, like, whenever I have conversations, I'll, I'll go for a walk or, like, just sit down by myself. And um, I've had people say, you're running away from the situation. Yeah. Like, why are you running away from it? I'm like, I'm not running away from it. I just, I feel like exactly, I, I feel like if I, if I talk now, I'm going to be saying things that I'm going to regret. And I know that I'm talking out of anger. And it just comes out. Like, if you don't take time, those things just come out. And sometimes you don't even mean them. Mm-hmm. When you reflect on it, you're like, I was going to say that I sheer manipulation or sheer anger and projection when I actually didn't mean those things I knew that they would hurt you because your mind is like okay well how can I say things to really hurt that person which is horrible and when you go and and take time for yourself and cool down you're like I would have said those things and that would have been really hurtful and it's like okay well cool like you know address the situation what can I say and yeah it's not running away at all it's just processing so that you don't vent things that are going to hurt the other person and they're going to reciprocate and hurt you and it's just going to elevate and that doesn't solve anything it doesn't do anything but um, expel anger on the other person and break down and and starts to burn bridges mm. because if you if you do those things enough times in a relationship animosity builds up mm. those things are very hard to repair yeah once you've made a person feel sad and upset a few times they subconsciously start to push you away Mm. and that's where the breakdown starts to happen it's very difficult to repair subconscious pain Mm. and if you find yourself inflicting that on others too many times they will naturally start to push you away and be be afraid to yeah like to be and be vulnerable that's really sad because that's a break that's a serious breakdown Mm. connection and trust Mm. and trust is not just fidelity Mm. not at all trust is not oh yeah but i didn't kiss anyone i didn't sleep with anyone trust is about not sharing personal things with others that you shouldn't mm. about your partner. You know, trust is not putting them down in front of others. Mm. Trust is not, is sharing everything, whether it's good or bad. I think I've found sometimes lack of trust in someone who kept things to themselves and hid them and then came out with them months later. I'm like, well, what could I have done about that if you didn't share it, share it with me? Mm. You know, like how could we have worked on that if you just clammed up and kept it inside like I've lost trust because I don't know whether you're thinking something you're not sharing it or not Mm. so I just think that there's a lot of things that can break down a relationship but definitely harsh words are a really real real tough one but we all do that we deflect our own shame by responding Mm. in anger Mm. saying things to hurt the other person yeah Mm. you're right yeah and the more we can just go you know what if you can't say something nice don't say nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. good to try and live by. Mm-hmm. No, that's so, so, so true. Yeah. And relationships definitely are like such a learning curve and such a growth 
if you if you take it as a growth, because that's also the other thing is like people can be like, oh, relationships have destroyed me, and sometimes they can. But if you don't take that situation and say, okay, well, how can how what what did I learn from this relationship? How can I grow from this relationship? Then it's a blessing because then you can become more open to love, more open to yourself, um, and grow through that. Whereas if you allow every relationship, every situation to just destroy you and become the victim of every situation, you can forever be the victim and every situation is going to compound because that's going to be your narrative, um, which can be so detrimental. And I think what you were saying before about um, your subconscious and if somebody starts to break you down mentally, um, that becomes your internal mantra. So like you were listening to um, I am affirmations. Those I, have, I am affirmations will actually alter your subconscious programming because if somebody says you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat, you're ugly, you're fat, you're ugly, it, it really impinges on you. And then you start to believe that. And then you will start to do things to attract that. But then if you listen to those mantras or you create your own, um, or, you know, you have those like um, Indian ones, which are all about love and, and connection um, and you repeat them over and over again, and that will be your baseline subconscious programming. Um, and so if your baseline subconscious programming is, okay, cool, how can I learn? How can I learn from this situation? How, how has this situation taught me? What is it teaching me about myself? What is it teaching me about how I can project? Or what am I projecting? That's so powerful, I really reckon, because then nothing can hurt you mm-hmm. at the end of the day because it's a learning curve. Not saying you, will get, you won't get hurt because obviously you're human, but then how can I, what have I learned from that? It's and how can I feel? That hurt. What, what, what did I con- do to contribute it? What didn't I do? What led to it? Can it be avoided in the future? Does it need to be spoken about? And does it need to be a conversation about it? Have you um, got Insight Timer, the meditation app? No, no, I haven't. Well, anybody listening, get Insight Timer. It's a really cool meditation app. It's like free until you buy the, you know, the upgraded version, but you don't need to. And there's a guy on there called Kenneth Soares. He's got like 155,000 followers. But I've never come across the meditations quite so amazing. Um, he's so connected. His soul is so beautiful. And he's got like um, 90 and 100 minute ones that you can go to sleep to. And I find every time I put my earphones in and just, just go to sleep to the, the long ones, um, I'm asleep within seconds because it's so beautiful. But their positive affirmations go for 90 minutes. Wow. I always wake up the next morning feeling really, really good and positive, and I'm sure mm. that they affect my subconscious. And I hadn't been doing it for a while, and just recently I've been back doing it, and oh, my just just everything about my energy is just way better. So it's really, I think he's amazing. But how, I would totally recommend it, and it's free, and you know, good to go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so awesome. That's so awesome because it it really is important um, what you are telling yourself. And then once again, because then that goes back to like self-love where if you accept those things about yourself, then if somebody else says those things to you, you will more likely accept that as truth. And so that builds even more of the foundational core beliefs of who you think you are and then who you project yourself to be. Um, so, yeah, if you keep, yeah, very important. Yeah, I think going back to what our subject was, um, it's just if we can't accept our own weaknesses, mm we're never going to be able to set the weaknesses of others. And Mm -hmm. if we can have, having empathy for ourselves first means that we accept what makes us sad. We accept what, what triggers us. We accept Mm -hmm. our weaknesses and the things that we're working on open and honest about them Mm -hmm. um, and understand why we like that. Mm -hmm. Go back to our childhood, get some help, get some psychological help, go back to your childhood, work out 
what your parents said to you all the time or what you what vibe you grew up with and mm. understanding why you've got those beliefs is mm. the start to having empathy for yourself and understanding where you're coming from. So when you see yourself react a certain way, it's like, oh, okay, so if I understand myself, it's probably because of this and because of that. Mm. It's okay, love, acceptance, but I'd like to change that. And then, mm. and that's how we can, and then when we have empathy for others, it's the same. So we go, hmm, that was an interesting response. Sounded like they were being pretty nasty to me. Mm. What from their background could be causing that? And um, if we really care about them, we might want to talk to them about it, ask them, you know, try to get more understanding of that person because it might help us to see that it wasn't coming from a nasty place. It was coming from fear or mm. shame or hurt or protection or um, and then that can help them learn more about themselves too, which means we're sharing and loving and, and yeah, not taking things personally. So mm-hmm. that's where I think, yeah, being vulnerable with ourselves really is a start to loving and caring for others as well. Oh, no, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, um, seriously, thank you so much. Like this was such a, an insightful, um, thank you. heartedly open talk that, um, I really believe would benefit so many people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like if you take one concept and you amplify it and you say, okay, cool, well, if everyone in the world acted like this, what would happen? And if everyone acted like an American consumerist, our planet could be destroyed. If everybody acts with vulnerability and empathy, uh, we would live in such, you know, an open, be beautiful, beautiful place. place world. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And, yeah, I love you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and guys, what I'll do is I'll, I'll link your... Um, facebook website and everything uh down below so that if anybody wants to get in contact with you uh they know exactly how to do that that's great thanks alexa no worries bye guys bye